Hello, you're listening to Work From Home, a Lower Street podcast which helps you stay connected, productive and sane whilst working remotely. Today, we're bringing you the final part of our conversation with James Mulvaney of podcast.co. And this time, we're talking about how you make a live show remotely. We talked about how you set it up, how you get the guests, and if anyone actually listens to them. Hey, before we begin, it would be great if you could leave us a review wherever you're listening to this podcast. It really helps us reach more people. Now, on to our conversation with James. Working lunch came around because I noticed probably end of last year that there was people doing these live streams on LinkedIn. Now, we've done, we've tried this on Facebook in the past as a company. We had some mixed results. We haven't done any for quite a while. So I saw people streaming live on LinkedIn. And I thought, well, that's really interesting. Started looking into it. Turns out you had to apply to be on this program. Uh, so I applied, didn't hear anything. And then to fast forward to like February, finally, I managed to get approved. It's kind of still in beta. I believe it still is now. And I thought to myself, well, I've got this LinkedIn live capability now. I better well do something with it. Uh, so I sort of thought, okay, right. Well, I think doing something once a week feels manageable maybe half an hour to an hour. So I'm not kind of committing too much time. The benefit of being live is that, you know, actually you don't have to plan too much. So I thought I kind of need to come up with a concept that's that's got some sort of structure, but it's loose enough that I don't have to just, you know, have the same people on again and again. So I can kind of meander, I can speak to like a nice, you know, variety of individuals who have got different areas of expertise. So I thought working lunch you know, it's got to be kind of business focused. So I kind of came up with the concept around either growing your business, growing your team or growing your audience. So it covers a lot of different verticals, you know, of, of the types of people who are on um, LinkedIn. And it's not just talking about podcasting or talking about radio, which I'm used to doing again and again, you know, so it kind of keeps it interesting for me as well, which is quite important, I think. And then I thought, okay, so how do we structure this show? So it doesn't kind of go on for, because you don't want to be broadcasting live for two hours you know, keeping it to sort of like 30 minutes to an hour, I think is a good sort of amount of time. So I thought, well, okay, I'll ask the guest each week to bring three sort of actionable strategies or talking points to the table, really, and kind of have really kind of a guest led show where I'm not really doing much apart from, you know, I've got these three things that they want to talk about in advance. And I'm just kind of leading them along and and really just kind of, um, you know, if they, if they sort of start meandering too much, I can bring it back on to, to the next point. But basically letting them talk and letting them kind of deliver the value to the table. And it's been really interesting. I did I did 17 of these. I think uh, the last one was a sort of summary of the, the previous sort of, as I say, I did February till uh, the end of May. I'm having a little bit of a break now, but I'll probably resume later in the summer. In terms of the logistics of organising it, again, you need to make sure that you've got constantly someone who's scheduled. There has been a couple of occasions where, you know, someone's pulled out last minute and I've had to sort of try and find a last minute guest to come on board at like a, sometimes th- that morning. Uh, so, I, you know, I had my friend Steve come on for one. He he very kindly, you know, agreed to sort of write the last minute, just jump in because someone else had pulled out. But it was still a great conversation, you know, and I still wanted to get him on as, on as a guest anyway, but it was just like one of these last minute things. So, I, but I, overall, I think it's been great. I think, you know, I've had some fa- fantastic conversations. It's been very good for networking. It's been good to see people bouncing back with questions. That's what I like about doing the live streams is, you know, you do maybe 10 or 15 minutes on each of these three topics. And at the end, I like doing a Q&A and some of the questions are great, you know, because then it kind of really gets you thinking and you think, well, okay, well, how can we answer this question? So I think overall for me doing the live streams has been a really positive experience. 
Yeah, it's really cool. And I, I, I like the fact that, you know, there is that sort of interactive element to live content, but how, how would you sort of describe the benefits of live content versus, versus stuff that you have the time to kind of plan and be potentially a bit more strategic about? Yeah, interesting. I think one of the things I've noticed about the live stuff is obviously once it's gone out, you know, you can still watch it again on demand and you might not get, you know, hundreds of people watching right the second it's live, but then that number of viewers will creep up over the subsequent week or so. Um, I don't think it has the same longevity as kind of, you know, standard video content. And likewise, what I've noticed on YouTube, I think the YouTube algorithm doesn't favor the live broadcasts. Well, even once they've happened, then the, the same way it does videos you upload, I just noticed they don't seem to get a lot of views past that kind of, you know, initial period where you've promoted it, you might have sent it out to your email list. But yeah, they don't seem to kind of get traction. I think they kind of, it just puts them to the bottom of the pile, so to speak. One of the other things that kind of popped into my mind as you were talking there is the guest outreach do you find that you have to approach it in a different way if you're asking somebody to be on something live was there any pushback it's an interesting question yeah i think some people are kind of spooked at the idea of doing live content still um overall i think you know i've had a fantastic array of guests i think for a lot of people it's been the first ever time they've done anything like that i think you as a host have a big responsibility to try and make that person feel comfortable and obviously, you know, like we did today before we start recording, you have a little bit of a pre-show chat just to make sure that they understand the format. And I think if you've kind of, if you're confident in, in your presentation, you know, it kind of instills confidence in them as well. So I think that's quite important. You know, I, I think if you're kind of all sort of shaky and nervous, it, and I were actually, when I first did my first view, I, I wasn't the best. Definitely improved as I kind of practiced and did it week in, week out. You know, the first three, I was a bit kind of tetchy. I remember just feeling a bit like, oh, you know. But um, uh, so I think I think you know, the more you do, the more comfortable you become, and therefore the more comfortable you can make your guests feel as well. But yeah, I think it's not for everyone. You will get some people who just shy away from doing live stuff. And that's that's pretty much it for me in terms of the live programs. The only other thing is not even really a question; it's just a comment. I find it's really interesting that you were talking about it being a more in the moment impromptu kind of thing whereas for me it would almost instinctually feel as though it was the other side yeah I mean it's it's interesting uh because you know again a lot of the guests I spoke to I don't I, I don't know them there have been people that we've we've sort of you know sought out and thought okay well that you know they look like they've got some interesting things to talk about or you know we might have seen a bit of content they produced or another live stream they did but yeah, it's been really good to kind of get to know a wide variety of people. And again, I think we've probably got some useful contacts from that as well, from a, from a business dev perspective as well. That's it for today's episode. Thanks for listening. If there are topics you'd like us to talk about or people you'd like us to talk to, then email us wfh at lowerstreet.co. And remember to subscribe for new content every weekday. day.